Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus, save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Today in business from Wired. Coal threatens a comeback as the EU pulls away from Russian oil. Europe's efforts to avoid Russian energy imports will likely trigger a short term spike in coal, and environmentalists are concerned. By Morgan Meeker. The fate of UK's West Burton A power station was supposed to be sealed. It is one of only three remaining coal plants in a country committed to phasing out coal completely by 2024. Last March, the plant's future was bleak. Its owner, the French power company EDF, announced the site would close for good in September 2022. EDF has already shut down two of its four units. But when the UK came under pressure to ditch Russian energy imports in response to the war in Ukraine, officials approached EDF to see if the site could keep running beyond September, according to the Times. A spokesperson for the UK's Department of Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy told Wired the government is exploring a range of options, including extending the operation of coal-fired power stations that are due to close in September, But no decisions have been made and EDF has not received a formal request, the spokesperson added. The UK is not the only country where coal could make a comeback as governments search for power sources to replace the Russian energy in their systems. We will have to restart coal-fired power plants, Romania's environment minister Barnia Tansos said last week on Facebook. The country's Mitya coal plant, which was closed in 2021, now could be reopened, according to local news. Neither Romania's energy minister nor the company that controls Mintia replied to a request for comment. The Czech Republic also expects to keep using coal for power beyond the end of the decade. Pragmatism must trump every political commitment, Germany's economy minister, Green Party politician Robert Habeck, said early in March. The international rush to cut ties with Russia has exposed how reliant Europe is on Moscow to keep the lights on. While the UK only imports 4% of its natural gas from Russia, Germany relies on the country for 50%, and in Bulgaria, that number rises to 100%. Since Russia invaded Ukraine, the UK and the EU have been attempting to sever those ties. 
Britain says it will phase out Russian oil imports by the end of the year and is considering options to end gas imports too. The EU plans to cut imports of Russian gas by two-thirds within a year. Phasing out Russian energy is a crucial step in freeing Europe to make its own foreign policy decisions, says George Zachman, a senior fellow at economic think tank Bruegel. That means not being dependent on Russian fossil fuels and thereby subject to energy blackmail, he says. On March 7th, Russia provided a preview of what that blackmail could look like, threatening to cut natural gas supplies to Europe in response to sanctions. The prospect of Russia cutting off gas supplies has sparked a rush of alternatives that could prevent an energy crisis next winter. The EU has argued that any gap left by Russian gas can be filled by renewables in the long term. Renewables give us the freedom to choose energy sources that are clean, cheap, reliable, and ours, said European Commission Vice President Franz Timmerman. But experts believe the short term will be more complicated and could spark a resurgence of fossil fuels. In the first week of March, power plants in Europe burned 51% more coal than a year earlier, according to data from research institute Fraunhofer ISE. The world's biggest private coal producer, Peabody Energy, posted record results in February, reaching net earnings of $513 million in the final three months of 2021, up from a loss of $129 million a year before. In Europe last year, coal power registered its first increase in almost a decade, up 18%. But analysts like Zachman argue that any new reliance on coal is simply a short-lived way to leverage existing infrastructure until renewables can pick up the slack. The benefit of burning more coal is we have existing coal-fired power plants that can do that, that do not require new investments, and therefore we do not lock in new dependencies, he adds. Others believe a short-term spike in emissions would be negated by the boost renewables will receive as Europe cuts ties to Russian gas. We've got to get through a difficult winter and beyond by looking at resilience, and that may take us back to burning more fossil fuels if they're available, says Michael Bradshaw, professor of global energy at UK's Warwick University. But at the same time, we lay the foundations so that we can actually make greater progress toward the green transition at a faster pace. Václav Bartuška, ambassador-at-large for energy security in Czechia, echoes that idea. There is a temporary role for coal, which we had hoped would be out of the energy mix by the end of this decade, but it will stay longer. He told news website Seznam Spravi last week. We will need it until we find alternative sources. Until that time, even the greenest government will not phase out coal. How long the use of coal could continue is unclear. The European Commission is talking about 1,000 gigawatts of renewable capacity on the system by 2030, which is roughly three times what is installed today, says Richard Howard, research director at consultancy Aurora Energy, describing this number as hard to believe. But in terms of direction, it's actually encouraging that there's such momentum to really accelerate the green transition as a result of this, he says. The idea of even a short-term spike in coal use does not sit well with everyone, We can't afford it, not even as a temporary solution, says Chiara Martinelli, director of Climate Action Network Europe, adding that the dependency on fossil fuels needs to stop. I think what we need to look into more in terms of short-term measures is reducing energy demands. Greenpeace Germany has also advocated for reducing energy consumption for the duration of the war, suggesting a driving ban on Sundays, encouraging people to lower their heating by one or two degrees, and advocating for new speed limits of 100 kilometers per hour on motorways, 80 kilometers per hour on country roads, and 30 kilometers per hour in cities. The introduction of a speed limit of 100 kilometers per hour on motorways alone would reduce fuel consumption by 2 million tons per year, the group said. But Karsten Smid, climate and energy expert at Greenpeace Germany, says even these measures need to factor in the use of coal. 
In the short term, we are so dependent on Russian imports that we need everything that we can do. And so in our prognosis, there will also be a shift from gas to coal. This might be a surprising position for Greenpeace to take. For Smid, it's a question of priorities. There is no clean oil, and there's no clean coal. But at the moment, everything is better than financing Putin's war in the Ukraine, he says. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.